We are the Bros Who Think Network, and you're tuned in to Bros Who Binge. Enjoy. What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? Welcome back to another episode of the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name's Adam Schubert, and I'm joined by Lennon Burton. This is the 41st episode of The Bros Who Binge, and we are excited to be here with you. Lyndon, we got some crazy news today, but first, did you see a trailer for an Olympus Has Fallen mo- sequel? Where did that come from? Wait, wait, wait. First off, how's everybody doing? Glad to be back. Episode 41, Shuby, nine episodes away from 50. Proud of you, my brother. Thank you to everybody who listens to this show for letting us be 41 in. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But first off, yes, you know, I did not know there's an Olympus. Has, wait, talking about London has fallen? Or oh, I, it, guess it, I guess it's a third. Oh, so it's a sequel to London has fallen? Bro, it, don't tell me Gerard I, Butler's in it. Yes. What are they doing? Morgan right Freeman, now? the president. Morgan Freeman's back. Wait, hold on. So wait, what's it about? What's it called? Angel has fallen. Wait, let me. I'm googling this. And right it now. has the dumbest premise of where Gerard Butler is—he's about to be like the head of security of social of uh, of the Secret Service. Uh-huh. Yeah, whatever. And um, there's a assassination attempt on Morgan Freeman with like these mini explosive drones, where like Gerard Butler's out on the lake. He has to save the president. And then somehow, I don't know how they're going to spin this in this movie, but they but they blame Gerard Butler for the whole thing. Uh. And Gerard Butler's like, oh, well, now the, there's a secret conspiracy and the person who's trying to kill the president's still out there. So I got to go recruit my dad out in the woods <laughs> to, uh, to save the president. <laughs> and get, and make and get his good name back. Is his dad Nick Nolte? Yeah. <laughs> I just read the description of it. So he's the angel that has fallen. So it's yes. up for him to get. Oh my god, bro. Uh uh-uh. uh. Hollywood got to do better than that. Come hire. Come hire the bros who think. We, I'll give you at least four to five good movie ideas. That's way better than that. I've, I've totally forgot that London has fallen was a thing. Yes, London I should have just left it at that. that. That movie wasn't even that good. Oh, nasty, nasty. But let's talk, uh, Shuby. We have not only Star Wars, DC. We have so much good stuff in the news to talk about. Also, the craziest Game of Thrones episode. I've been waiting. The most the- divisive Game of Thrones episode. Well, the last crazy- Jedi of the Game of Thrones episodes. Huh. All of that combined, I'm super excited to get started. I made sure I didn't tweet this week to save all my hot takes for Bros Who Binge. The Black Swami is ready to go whenever you're ready, my brother. Yeah, we have a lot to get into, so let's get started. All right, well, before we get into the big news of the week. Well, this is kind of big news. Uh, yeah, but, you know. we But got we kind of dropped uh, it two weeks ago. Yeah, but we got like I'm saying, we got big news to come, but we're going to start off with something that I definitely want to start off all the shows with, Star Wars. Bob Iger confirmed that December 16th, 2022 is the release date for the Benioff and Weiss 
written and directed Star Wars film. It was also revealed that Disney and Lucasfilm are developing a third Star Wars series for Disney Plus to join the Mandalorian and Cassian Andor's untitled spinoff. Whether that will be the long-rumored Obi-Wan Kenobi project obviously remains to be seen. There's no word on what's happening with Ryan Johnson's <laughs> Star Wars plans. I stuck that in on the end just to throw some shit. <laughs> well, well, I mean, like that was a, a thing where uh, when this announcement came out, everyone was like, oh, well, oh, Benioff and Weiss is doing it. It's confirmed, blah, blah, blah. I think it maybe had to do with the divisiveness of the Game of Thrones episode, which we'll get into. Yeah. But... Uh, people, I think people were expecting that this might have been the Ryan Johnson trilogy. I'm like, no way that they were going to do the Ryan Johnson trilogy yet, I, I think or at all. I agree with you. I think that some me that like some of the people in Star Wars media and movie media who really liked Ryan Johnson's take because it was quote unquote different are all like they're the ones that are trying to lift him up. And because of all the vitriol that came after Last Jedi and how people were like being really bad fans because like not I'm not like you can not like the movie and that's where we fall and that's okay. But when you start talking about Kelly Marie Tran and doing all that other crazy stuff, that's wild. And I think because of that, a lot of the movie media was like, Oh, we're going to try to lift Ryan Johnson up. But I'm with you. I don't, I don't even want to see a Ryan. Like let him go do some other stuff. Let him do original stuff. Well, that's, uh, well, no, that, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I just don't know how anyone would have expected that announcement to, when we first knew that that was going to be the date that Star Wars was coming back, how anyone would have thought that was a Ryan Johnson trilogy because he is already in doing other things. And also, we had news that Disney already dropped that the, they gave Marvel. Marvel has its own studio, and now that uh, they're building a Lucasfilm studio, and I think Avatar's going to lose that studio as well, but they're building the Lucasfilm studio, and they said that the first thing that would be used in that studio was Benioff and Weissfilm. We knew this a week ago. And yeah. I'm kind of with you. I think the big news, like you told me off air, is the is the last little nugget they tried to drop at the end of that. Yeah, there's going to be a third Disney Plus show. Yeah, I told you. We, we, we well, thought it would... We, we, I said it would be a movie, but shoot, the I'm I'm down with a series. Yeah, I think it was definitely needed for all the people who are out there thinking, oh man, we're gonna have this stretch of time without Star Wars. Yeah. No, we're still gonna have the Mandalorian and Cassian, and now they're gonna give you something else. This is definitely, I'm thinking, gonna be Jedi related. It since be. we since we're getting the Mandalorian and Cassian, which are Definitely kind of, you know, your rogues. Like you, you get a... Uh, good with blasters get, kind of deal. You get your bounty hunter and you get your rebellion. So it kind of... Yeah. A, so it, it, it notches, it checks off the bounty hunter. It checks off the rebellion slash army. And this one can give you the, you know, the Jedi, hopefully. Because Resistance yeah, has the I, fighter pilots. I don't think it's going to be anything similar to what we I think we're going to get out of those Benioff and Weiss films where we'll see lots of lightsabers, lots no, of yeah, Jedi. Yeah. I think it'll be more of like what they're saying. It could be this Obi-Wan thing where we're going to get this isolated Obi-Wan story. Um, I can see them maybe trying to bring Ahsoka live action on Disney Plus streaming Ooh, instead of trying to do it. A movie? Yeah. A movie. And, then, and then also after having, what's his name? Uh, Dave Filoni really get his directing chops off for live action for Mandalorian. Why not let him do his own thing with Ahsoka? That'd be dope. Um, what you hearing? Have you heard any speculation? 
No, I haven't really heard too much speculation with um, with all that, except that there might go into origins of beloved characters like Yoda. Ooh, so, so we okay. could get a Yoda a Yoda series. Interesting. See, I think you remember back when we kind of first started this show, and we were back before Last Jedi came out, and we were talking about after seeing Solo how a Yoda solo movie, Obi-Wan, and how we were had mixed emotions about this. I think, like Marvel's doing with Disney+, Plus, how they're giving us these characters that we love, but that might not get a movie, I think that works perfectly for Star Wars. Give me a Yoda series. Give me a, a yeah. Soka. Like, I think that works way better in the live-action um, streaming service, more so than a movie, and allow the movies to be new original stories, and then when you go to the streaming service, after, like, let's say Benioff and Weiss's movie's a hit, you can take a Jedi from that and give him a live action series. I think that is the future of Star Wars, and I'm really excited if that's the route they're going. Yeah. Uh, some things that I would really like to see out of this is, you know, I've, that Ahsoka one I kind of pulled out of my brain. Like, I would really love to see an Ahsoka series focused on her life in between. The, Rebels. The, the, anim, the animated series is yeah between you know, the, the Clone the, Wars yep. and Rebels. Yep, and it shows that time frame. Ooh, yeah. I just got, I just got another idea. Amelia Clark's free. What if we get that Darth Maul series with her in uh that 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 Han Solo world? Yeah, that was what I was gonna say. For people that were clamoring that we could use get a Lando or something like that, I think that if we did get out of I would. Do, I think if they were going to go with that movie, they were going to go with like what you're saying, where they would go with the Crimson Dawn, um, Kira, Darth Maul. You could even bring Paul Bettany back and do it a pre if you wanted to do a pre solo. Yep. Also, another idea what we talked about last week, which you said you really, really want the um, the Battlefront Two uh, squad, Inferno squad. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think this is the time for time that, for that. And I, don't, I don't know if that's ever gonna really happen i think there's other things that should be told before you really dive into that it's, it's not it's not really the most important story uh when you could be telling obi-wan or yeah you know yoda some something with a little bit more you know substance i think i would rank it what i want in terms of everything we've named i think i'd rank it obi-wan one ahsoka tano two then yeah. Yoda, and then the uh, Red Dawn. See, where where I think, you know, we're talking about Amelia Clark's going to be available and stuff like that. I'm really starting to think that those solo guys will be seen in Cassian slash, if, if it's an Obi-Wan, then we would probably, I think we should see a reenactment of that Obi-Wan Maul battle. I mean, Ooh, yeah. That'd be tight. And maybe not in the first season. No, no, but yeah, like, maybe like season three or season two, you know. But I mean, if Filoni gets on that project, I mean, he he already did the he already did it in a cartoon form, so he's just gotta do it with uh, Ewan McGregor. Yeah, and then Ewan's about to be done with uh, Black Mass with uh, Birds of Prey. So now he's be free. One more bit of speculation with that: Would Sam Witwer play Darth Maul? Ooh, I think so. After seeing him do. Uh, a good job in Supergirl season three. Well, he's Actually, the voice of Darth Maul too. Yep, I've heard this is the best season of Supergirl, mainly because of Sam Witwer. Now that he's getting outside into these live action stuff, I would love to see him do Darth Maul. But they, but you know, Ray Park, 
is a better martial artist than Sam Woodworth. So yeah, but Ray Park's knows? older now. True. That is very true. So I don't know. I, but I, I, like and, you said, I, w- I would like to see Sam Woodworth. And you could do both. I mean, you could have Ray Whitworth, or not Ray, sorry, Ray yeah, Park. Fuse them. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. You can fuse it. Yeah, you know, like have where Ray you Park can do the Ray Park, you, and same way we do the voice. Yeah. And yeah, that'd be tight. Voice dub it. I mean, we we've done. I mean, we made uh, Michael Douglas look like a young man. Spoilers. <laughs> In the, I think the mountain when he used to talk, it wasn't his. The dude they they had another person voice him, and then someone the big guy do the uh, action oh man the mountain okay well we'll get to that we'll get to that yeah but uh, uh, what else? what's next okay so next up on the agenda is the boys so there were Ooh. six little clips introducing us to six members of the seven the boys is set to premiere July 26th so we're just around the corner now and so we're getting introductions to the characters of Starlight, A-Train, Queen, Maeve, Translucent, Homelander and the Deep. I thought lame this, names. <laughs> well, I mean, lame names, but I thought it fit and I thought it was dope. Like see Queen Maeve is 100% Wonder Woman. Like yes. straight up Wonder Woman. I thought her trailer was uh, I thought her was one of the better ones. The Deep is Aquaman. I really I his one is the one that I thought was probably the weakest. Homelander is straight up Superman and Captain America fuse, and he's a straight up douche. I thought that was hilarious. Translucent, yeah. if, if anybody's excited for Cowboy Bebop, Translucent is vicious. So I'm excited to see oh. this stuff. Yeah, Translucent is vicious. I thought he had one of the better trailers. A Train was a h- hilarious as the Flash. And Starlight Translucent was, seemed kind of villainy. He did, yeah, because his powers are not only is he translucent, but his skin is. Uh, it's damn near invulnerable, is what they said. Mm. So I'm I'm super excited about seeing these these heroes and seeing that they're going to be the villains of this. I'm very interested in the boys even more so now. Yeah, uh, what was the A Train was the speed guy. Yeah, the speedster. And what's what do you think Starlight's supposed to be? Starlight to me seemed like a Captain Marvel esque type okay. of character, like Captain Marvel, Starfire. Like she basically can do energy light out of her hands. And I don't know if she can fly yet. That's to be seen, but I got those types of vibes. All right. Yeah. But yeah, I thought, I thought those were some interesting clips and they're real short. So you can go check them out. Just go Google the, the boys clips or YouTube it or wherever. And, um, yeah, they're like, what I would say 15 seconds, 20 seconds. Yeah. 20 seconds. Something like between 15 and 20 seconds, short clips, but, the the clips they chose really set up who these characters are. Yeah, and we've been raving about the boys, and like I said, it's coming out July twenty sixth. So this is one of our most anticipated series of twenty nineteen. I'd say so, and it's very it's funny because Watchmen also is one, and yeah. they're very similar. <laughs> yeah, they are, and it, it to me, and I feel like they're both going to be very dark, but I yeah. feel like. Watchmen's gonna tell a story about government conspiracies and corruptions. Well, I don't know. They, this one seems like they're gonna do that too. Oh no! This one's gonna tell like how superheroes are are bad, and I mean that's why uh, you're right. They are similar. I'm I'm excited for both of them, but it just it's gonna be told through different veins. You know what I mean? Similar stories, yeah. but but from different like sides of the coin almost. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Well, let's get into 
the hot story of the week. We did not lead with this because Shuey, we had to get his Star Wars stuff off. And you know, guys, I got to read the major DC stuff. So last week, we reported that it was rumored that the list was Aaron Taylor Johnson and Nicholas Holt. Now, Justin Crowe's Variety has said that Robert Pattinson is in negotiations to play Batman in the fourth in the upcoming Matt Reeves's superhero film that which hits theaters June 25th, 2021. Sources say the deal's not done yet. Pattinson is the top choice to play. It's expected to close very, very soon. Warner Brothers hasn't commented yet. Pre-production on the Warner Brothers in DC pick is expected to start this summer, if not fall. Now, if Pattinson doesn't sign, the next person up is Nicholas Holt. But I feel like by making this announcement, it's it's coming very soon. Justin Kroll is a very he he's he's not top. turning it down. Yeah, this that's what I'm This is this is happening. So let's and, talk and, about it. And I don't think so far because I mean a lot of people I, I know that I at least follow, especially in the podcasting spe- you know space. Mm-hmm. That they they were all thinking Robert Pattinson. Yeah, and, and everybody that I follow that's like news and everything, even Daniel, they were like, "Yeah, it's it's gonna be him." Yeah, so I I don't really think that there's gonna be much backlash. So I think he's gonna he's gonna go with this. Yeah, which I'm excited. Yeah. Which I'm I'm excited for. I think it's I think it's good. We talked about early on when we were thinking about this that this would be good for Robert Pattinson, but yeah. we don't know how good it's gonna be for DC. I, and look, honestly, back when we were talking about it, when we knew it was young and we heard this is a rumor, but we, we thought it was kind of... ...because it's that Heath Ledger style, it's that, it's that the one like, oh, can the Twilight God play Batman? But if you've seen his indie stuff and you've seen what Robert Pattinson's been doing... He can kill it, man, and he will give us not only a good Batman, but I'm excited to see his Bruce Wayne. Yeah, that was something I was really thinking about in the car the other day. Like, I'm just driving to work, and I'm like, you know, we were talking about Nicholas Holt and Aaron Taylor Johnson. I'm like, Nicholas Holt can't do it. Like, yeah, Nick, I, I do not, like, I like, do not want to see Nicholas Holt as Batman. I, I, like, not at all. Yeah, like, I was. there's no interest in that at all. And I'm, and I'm thinking Taylor... Aaron Taylor Johnson, like, okay, well, we've seen him do kick-ass. And, like, will people get distracted that he was kick-ass? Like, will will he be... Is he he suave enough to pull off Bruce Wayne? Was things that was going in my head. And I'm like, you know what, man? Like, I really wish Robert Pattinson was still in the fold. (laughs) And, like, and then, lo and behold, here we go. Yo, and after seeing stuff that we're going to talk about later, like, just the way they can go with this quarter of hours, hush. Like, uh, any way they can go with this, I'm excited. I was also talking to some of my friends about this. I, the fact that this is Matt Reeves, you know he has his stable of actors, and who is his grand state? Andy Serkis. To see, hopefully Andy Serkis can come in and be one of the villains, but to see who, Robert Pattinson against Andy Serkis, that's such an interesting movie. Yeah. And, he, and the, the thing with Robert Pattinson... Uh, he needs to bring out some of those angry emotions that I've seen oh, in some yeah. of the movies he's been in. Like, cause he, that's w- where I think a lot of people are going to lose him is that he's always kind of had like that, you know, the Edward Cullen pers- thing. And, and you, he, let's go something to more that more of my audience, I hope, would understand Goblet of Fire. You know, he's always kind of had like an aura of 
you know, kind of like the, the Bruce Wayne aura where like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm a playboy billionaire. He has. And, and then, and, but like, you know, not and we don't really get to see it much in Goblet of Fire, except for like when he's possessed. But like he you really don't see too much of like the angry part of him. And like what I really liked about Affleck is that we got that always bitter, always angry Batman. Oh, no, I think the brewing and everything will be there 100 percent with him. I, I want to recommend a movie called Good Time uh, okay. with Robert Pattinson. It will show you how dark and twisted he can be. That's why Aaron Taylor Johnson, when he was up, and I would recommend Nocturnal Animals. But for Robert Pattinson, if you go watch Good Times or High Life, High Life came in 2018, Good Time came out in 2017, that shows you the, the depth and the anger and just how dark he can get. And if you want to see how the, the, uh, the Playboy billionaire can be just sad, Water for Elephants. I think Robert Pattinson, throughout the years post uh, Twilight, has shown he could act. He's actually m- one of the most capable people. If we're going for a young Batman, he's one of the best choices we could get. Yeah, I think this is a really good move, and I'm you know, I'm hoping that he really wants to be a part of this. And yeah, this is not it, it can't just be a, like, a one shot. Yeah, because I mean, I you know, he's got to be the guy for the team ups and how whatever direction this wants to go and however big this is going to become and it's it's going to blow up. If I would say have... this: he will look good next to Gal Gadot and and Jason Momoa. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, like one hundred percent. It's interesting, man, because he's a different look than Affleck. It's like. And it's crazy because Momoa and Godot fit both because of just their characters. But with an Affleck, with a, a Robert Pattinson Batman, I'm picturing the other members of the league. Like Superman has to look similar, but just like not similar, but it can't be like Cavill can't be Superman anymore. No, Cavill can't be Superman, but he's not going to be Superman anymore. Like uh, I, I want a Superman that's contrasting to Robert Pattinson's Batman. Yeah, they got to be a similar age range too, huh? Yep. But, like, I want the, like, you know how Chris Evans is the complete opposite of Robert Downey Jr.? I want whatever the complete opposite of Robert Pattinson is. Uh, what, do, what do you think of Noah Centino? Uh, see, is that where you're going to go for Superman? Yeah. I, it, he's, he's He-Man, so it's like, I don't, he might get typecasted as that type of, you know what I mean? But I think... I Noah mean, Cent- it, would be the, it wouldn't be the first person who... Has you know something that like that? Yeah, I mean, He Man's He Man isn't you know a, a franchise right now. It's not. Uh, let me see how old Noah Centino is. He's see, he's, he's like tw- yeah, he's younger than us. I I actually, lo and behold, Schubert, I would actually be more interested to see. But we're not getting a young Green Lantern. We're getting a, a and if it is, it's going to be the John Stewart. But if they were going to go Kyle Rayner. I think Noah Centino could be a great Kyle Rayner. And if we're getting away from Ezra Miller's Flash, I think he'd be a, a, a good Wally West. Who? Noah Centino. Nah. You don't like Noah Centino's Wally West? No, because I don't, I don't think of him as like that character. I think of him as more of the Superman character. You can maybe do Kyle Rayner. See, but, I like uh, Kyle Rayner for sure. And I really wouldn't be upset with Superman being not... Too much younger, but noticeably younger than the other members of the group. Yeah, see, okay, I'm looking up actors 
25 uh, actors between the ages of 25 and 30. So because that's where Batman would be. Oh man! Uh, but I mean, like, and the thing is, is with Superman, we're gonna we're not gonna get that movie. Wait not until for a while. years, years. I'd rather focus on the Flash. Okay, so you want and, yeah, okay. okay? And what kind of Flash would we want to get with this group? I guess they were. I, I'm thinking they're gonna gonna go Barry Allen. May, oh man, because I just saw the perfect guy. He just came off of a movie that shows he's serious. And he has the comedy chops to pull it off. He fits with Robert Pattinson. He fits with Jason Momoa. He fits with Gal Gadot. He's not, I know you kind of wanted a Flash that was younger, but let him be in the similar age range. What about Zach Efron? Uh, what? Zach, Zach is the Flash. Dude, this would be the most interesting Justice League if we Ever, had yeah. Robert Patton, Pattinson and Zac Efron in Bro, Yes! It would be, <laughs> but it just shows how far they've grown. Yeah. Because uh, Zach's in talks, right? Zach's been rumored to not only be Green Lantern, he's been in talks with both DC and Marvel because he's, he's right now possibly Adam Warlock, but DC's still talking to him. Uh, yeah, and I, would, I mean... And I'd much I, rather I don't hate him. that. I'd, I'd much rather see him as, as Green Lantern or Flash over Adam Warlock. Uh, yeah. Sure. That's, I, where I, I mean, that's just where I'm at with it. I, I definitely think it's an option. I'm not gonna I you know, I'm not gonna go all all in on that. He wouldn't be my first choice, but you know, I wouldn't hate that. I wouldn't hate that at all. Because I'm just trying to think, where do you go from here with this? There's no need for us to speculate on what the movie is going to be about. We're just speculating who fits well in this Justice League that they're trying to build. Uh, I think it's a, a, a question for another day. Yeah, 100%. But like, like thinking about what Robert Pattinson's going to do with this film, uh, do you think we get origin, or do you think we get a little established? I think we get a little origin. Um. Well, see, Matt Reeves says he doesn't want to do year one. Like he says, he straight up doesn't want to do what. Well, we're not, I don't think we're going to do year one, but I think we're going to get a little. I, I mean, recap of, we, of of the story. Yeah, we might we might get a flashback, you know. But I think it's going to be established in like this is his third or second year. Like you know what I mean? Like this might be year four. Or year yeah. three. Like, I think year three would be good because then it, it he can reflect on year one and year two in a flashback. That serves as the origin purposes. But I really want to see him, because Robert Pattinson is a, a, a actor where you want to see him do more than just fight, I want to see this detective, and I think he can pull that off. Yeah, I think he could definitely pull the detective part off. Uh I really am interested to see the direction that they want to go, and I want to see more casting with this because yeah, if once we know what the villain attached is, I think we'd be able to get a to better idea of what we're gonna be seeing. I think that honestly, the next casting that I would love to know for the Batman. Now that we have the Batman, you gotta go villain next. I don't care about anybody else in that film until I know where the villain is. And, and Matt Reeves says he wants to do multiple villains. Is he doing the the some of the mainstay villains is like the B, and then we have a, a undercover A. Like, is it going to be Quarter Owls? Is it going to... I don't think it'll be Hush due to the fact that we're getting an animated movie of Hush. But who knows? That could just be 
oh, we want to get people accustomed to the story for when it comes live action, maybe. But I would yeah, think- I actually think that that's more of a setup for it to be hush. Mm, okay, so you. Because that kind of gets people in the mindset of it. Because we haven't seen Hush visually before, right? Except except the comics, yeah. Yeah. So this is like, okay, well, let's roll out Hush on animated on the DC streaming service and see how people like it. Yeah. And if they don't take to it, then then we won't go with it. And honestly, Hush works well because it gives us everything we want. It's a mystery. You get a shadowy figure who who challenges Batman both mentally and physically. He Batman has to solve this mystery because he doesn't know who it is. You do not only see Penguin, Two-Face, Catwoman, you see Joker, Clayface, Rip, you see all the villains. You can pick and choose. You wouldn't get all of them. No, no, yeah. I don't think you get all of them, but you can pick and choose. And I don't think you get Superman either. No, no, I don't think you get Superman either, but there's ones you can pick and choose who you want to use and how you want to play it. Hush works really well. Court of Owls works well for that, too. I just think once we know who the main villain is, if we see someone that's close to Robert Pattinson in both looks and build, we can either speculate that it's Hush or it's Talon with the Court of Owls. Yeah. Uh, just know Ra's al Ghul. Yeah, no, 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 no. I don't <laughs> want Ra's al Ghul. I don't want Joker. I don't want Bane. Like, keep those. And I really don't want Two-Face. Anybody but those four. Yeah, I really think that the people that they want to introduce into this new DC universe, I, I think we, they want to get a Poison Ivy as soon as possible. Yeah, and, they, and I, that works I, with a Hush movie. I think they want to do a Catwoman, which also works with Hush. Yep. And, you know, so that, that, so so that well they could set up the, you Gotham, know, the City Sirens. Gotham City Sirens. Man, so that, imagine like, if... So like, that's why films. I think that... If they did hush, you would get them in there because they're mainstays in that story. Yeah, and then you have Birds of Prey right before it. You get back or after. Or, no, well, no, Birds of Prey comes way. It comes. Bef- it comes. Oh, Birds before. of Prey. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. Man. You get you get Birds of Prey first, so you meet the 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 female team that's gonna fight Gotham City Sirens with Harley Quinn. You get Batman. Let's assume Catwoman. Poison Ivy in it, he arrests them, they go to jail, meet Harley Quinn, boom, sets up Gotham City Sire. That would be just great setup for the Gotham world of this DC universe. Yeah, and I think Suicide 2 might have something to do with it as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because like, I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't think we have everything confirmed yet, but I think that there might be a, a Poison Ivy or Catwoman cameo in that. I don't I think they'd be on the team, though. Yeah, no, we have we have the team locked down. We we shall see. But speaking on Hush, we have our first look at Batman Hush. IGN released the trailer for the new DC animated movie that you guys can buy on DVD. It'll be on the DC streaming as well. Shuby, what'd you think of the first look at Batman Hush? Um. So is it is it a carryover off any of the other animated series? It's the same movies? Batman. It's, it's the just same, the same. It's just the same Batman. Yeah, it's the, it's the same Batman and same universe of Batman, Robin, Justice League, War. It's that Batman and Damian Wayne. So I got you. I got you. So yeah. So Damian Wayne. All right. But he's not. I don't think Damian's in the movie. Or if he is, he doesn't have that big of a role. Yeah. Because it's it, it. This is one hundred percent the Hush comic book, and I'm excited for this. Yeah, I mean, I think this is. Like what we were saying in the speculation just a minute ago, 
is uh, really interesting because you get so many different villains that can be used. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the, and the animated movie looks like they have, they have Joker, Scarecrow, Poison Ivy, Catwoman, and I, I believe Clayface will make an appearance. He should. Interesting. But, I mean, and Hush, like you said, is such a uh, evenly matched villain for Batman. Yes, 100%. And that's really interesting. Because he, 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 he matches Batman not only in wit but physicality as well because he trained just as long as Batman did for combat. Oh, Bane's in it too. But, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for anything popping up on the DC streaming service. Uh, I haven't checked out the new animated movie yet, though. See, the new one takes place in that old uh, Batman the Animated Series in Justice League universe. Oh. Yeah, so th- so I'm definitely going to check out uh, The Fatal Five. But for Batman Hush, anybody who loves these animated movies, this will be a great, great movie for you guys to watch. If you've seen the comic, I'm not going to spoil anything about who Hush is. But if you know the comic, I can't wait to see this. Hush is a person? Yeah, he's a person. Like that's known in the universe? Mm, yeah. Oh, man. Like, well, he's known he's known in the Batman universe. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He has the big he, the, he Hush is where Batman's villains deal with Batman. Hush is a Bruce Wayne villain as well as a Batman villain. Interesting. So he he affects both of Batman's personalities. Gotcha. Yeah. That's uh Yeah. So I'm excited to see that. That's going to be that's going to be fun. Yeah, no, it will be. And I guess it's the second movie that they brought onto the service. Well, no, this would be the third because they bought Reign of the Superman first. Reign of Superman first. Yeah. And then they did the Fatal Five. So now we're seeing that the streaming service, all these animated movies, that's their home. Yes, and that's great, and that's exactly what we were was hope. That's what we were hoping for from that streaming service, and I'm glad that that's the way it's going. You see all the other animated movies that are leaving Netflix and Hulu, so it's gonna you're about to have that whole DC animated universe roster there. Maybe not so, all of the DC animated. Well, most of at least the Justice League War series. And that's but, that's the one that Hush takes place in. Um well, oh man, I kind of want to just jump in and talk about that because the one animated series that's not going to be on there would be this Deathstroke series, huh? Oh, yeah, but <laughs> we can talk about that real quick, and then we'll get into the other CW stuff. That's Well, yeah, Deathstroke getting his own animated series on CWC. The network made the announcement today. Uh, Mark Pedowitz didn't go too much detail about what's in store for the uh, DC Mercenary continuing his ventures on the small screen. We don't know. We do know that the series will follow Slade as his family is threatened by a murderous villain, Jackal, and the organization Hive. So it's interesting. Yeah, CW still has kind of their little stuff as well with the DC Universe, like separate from it, which I think is good because the DC Universe allows you to go as dark as you want, and the CW seat still allows you to have this kid-friendly stuff. Yeah, so this is going to be kind of like um, the Yu-Gi-Oh! time slate. I, I guess, yeah. I, I, well, like no, the Saturday no, morning cartoon? I guess, but I, I, I thought CWC was mainly uh, online. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this is going to be part of their online stuff. Okay. 
So yeah, cool. I, I mean, guess. I, yeah, I mean, the picture looked cool. I'm not too excited for this. I mean, it kind of looked like Archer. It, yeah, it, it did. I'm gonna check it out when it comes out, just to see what's up. I mean, I, I, I watched Vixen when they did it. It was cool. So we shall see. I, I, I hope Manu Bennett uh, re comes back as the voice actor of Deathstroke. But when it comes to Deathstroke, I'm more excited to see what's going down in Titan season two. For sure. Uh, yeah. Well, going into more DC CW, Batwoman released its first trailer, so we got to uh, check that out. And then we also got us a trailer for the CW series Nancy Drew. Mm, okay. So which one do you want to talk about first? Uh, let's talk about Batwoman since we're on the topic. Uh, What'd you think? I was really confused for a while. I was like, are they not going to give this this uh, this woman a costume? <laughs> yeah. Well, like, it, so they just it, had it, her fighting everyone and like meeting meeting villains w- without a mask. I was like, what? I, I think that's her sister. Like yeah. I believe, like the uh, the girl that she, oh. she's, she yeah, I think that's her sister because that woman's main villain is her sister. But it's kind of like if that's her sister, how didn't she know her? But it seemed like she did. So it's gonna be interesting. And this, when we first saw Batwoman in the CW, she already had her suit, her wig, and everything. So this seems like her origin episode, her or her origin, and we will see her get that red haired suit. Did you? Are you excited for? Are you gonna watch it? Probably not. Yeah, me neither, man. I'm kind of done with the CW shows. Yeah, I feel like I'm getting a lot... Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm getting my satisfaction out of watching Doom Patrol, honestly. Yep. And I don't really just... And I, Are they still doing The Flash and all of that right now? Well, like, Arrow's done. Arrow, yeah, Arrow's this done. Ne- this next season, it's his last one. Flash, I, I mean, some people said the season was kind of lackluster. They said this is the best season of Supergirl, but I mean... How, like, how, what is that saying? You know what I mean? I just don't know how much longer all these CW shows will last. Well, and yeah, and I know nobody wants to hear it, but Supergirl was the only one that was trending when I left of the CW. No, it wasn't. They said this is the best. It was the best season they had yet so far. Yeah, I mean, I thought they were doing some pretty good things with that that show. Um, the trailer didn't excite me, man. It just. Like I said, when you have the DC Universe streaming and you have actually great quality superhero stuff in Titans and Doom Patrol, that's what I want to watch. But I'm not going to hate on it. For those who want to see this, go check it out. It looks pretty dope. But what interested me more was the Nancy Drew trailer. Yeah, my final thought on Batwoman is pretty much the same. Like, I don't don't know if I'm going to want to watch it. It it reminds me too much of a CW show. and Nancy Drew does remind me of Riverdale, another CW show, which is what gives me kind of iffy vibe about it. But then it's also got chilling Sabrina vibes yeah, with, it does. The, with the horror elements included. So uh, how do you feel about this CW mystery show, Lyndon? See, I'm big into to detectives and mystery. And whereas Batwoman didn't look detective at all, it just looked like, oh, she's about to just be action. And and low key, every time Ruby Rose like looked, they showed her, it was like, hey, I'm Ruby Rose. You know what I'm mean? like? I got that vibe. It wasn't like yeah. she was just being natural. It was just like, oh, yeah, I'm Ruby Rose. <laughs> but the Nancy Drew series looked, even though I don't watch Riverdale and I'm not big into that stuff, out of all the series that CW do, would do in that vein, 
I would actually watch Nancy Drew just for the mystery. I wouldn't watch it every week on CW, but when it was all out on Netflix, I would give it a, I would give it a viewing. Yeah, I think this is going to be one of those shows that's going to catch uh, catch its audience when it hits streaming. Maybe it'll be the may, maybe it it will suck because it'll be one of those shows that is good but gets canceled too early. Yeah. But but I mean, I feel like a lot of those shows just really gain their legs once they hit streaming. No, I'm and, which uh, a lot of the CW shows do. So we'll see how how Nancy Drew does, and maybe it'll pick up some viewership from those uh, from those Riverdale fans. But uh, yeah. the the horror element of it, I think, is the really interesting part of this. How much of it's going to be played in on it? Uh, how much is it going to be like your Riverdale CW show where we're going to talk about really stupid? things just to get off topic for a little while like i hate when they on on the shows where they just get off topic from like the real thing never mind just rant but <laughs> but yeah so uh we'll see how nancy drew does um like like we're saying i don't know if i'd watch it until i hear th- how other what other people say and it hits the streaming so i can yeah. just watch it all no, Sam, I'm not I'm not watching that until streaming. But speaking of streaming, next up, both Lindsay Beer and James Wan have signed on as executive producers for the upcoming Mark Millar Netflix series, The Magic Order. I am super, super excited for this. I read the comic. The comic is incredible. I think this is one of the best new comics out right now, and I think this will be great on Netflix. Beer will serve as writer and showrunner on the series while Juan also directs the debut episode. Juan will executive produce under his Atomic Monster production banner. Michael Clear will also executive produce with Rob Hackett as co-executive producer overseeing for the company. The Magic Order was created by Millar and then turned into a comic book written by Millar and illustrated by Oliver Coppola. Based on designs created by the Netflix team in the series, five families of magicians swarm to protect our world, must battle an enemy who's picking them off one by one. By day they live amongst uh, everyday people as neighbors, friends, and co-workers, but by night they're sorcerers, magicians, and wizards that protect us from the forces of darkness unless darkness gets them first. I, I don't, that's a decent explanation, but Schubert, picture this as this group of magicians are literally this agency that protects the world. They're like, it's this family. It's kind of like almost this, uh, it's kind of like, mafia-style family of magicians that sworn to protect, and then all of a sudden this this uh, magician assassin starts killing one by one and the heads, the heads of this family have to come in and try to figure out what's going on. It's super badass. What are the rules? Mm, what you mean? Like, are they like telepaths or do they have like no, they, a wand? They have a, they have a wand. Oh, okay, so they have to have a wand like Harry Potter. Yeah, like, no, they have a wand. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, no, it, it, I it like is. that. I like Super that better cool. than doing hands. Oh uh, yeah. No, no, no. It's one hundred percent wands, and they they can do all different kinds of magic. It is super dope. But see, but I will say this: Netflix has to put money into it to make sure the CGI looks great. Yeah, I mean, this sounds interesting. It sounds kind of like um, what everyone kind of imagined they would have wanted out of a Harry Potter TV series. Be no, like ours doing their thing, you know. It's it's Harry Potter times ten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Harry Potter meets Sopranos. 
It's kind of, but everybody's an adult. Nobody's a kid, so it's like super so van. Mm-hmm. It, I, no, it, this is gonna be fire. Uh, now let's move back into space and talk about the other star franchise, Star Trek. CBS All Access unveiled our first look at the upcoming Star Trek series that will see the return of Patrick Stewart as legendary former captain of the USS Enterprise, Jean-Luc Picard. It was announced that the series will be titled Star Trek Picard, and fans were treated to a first glimpse of Stuart back in the Starfleet uniform along with the show's official logo. All we know for certain is that the story will revolve around the aging Picard coming out of retirement to offer his expertise to Starfleet after the destruction of the planet Romulus. Picard will stream exclusively on CBS All Access and on Amazon Prime Video in some countries, but only here. It'll be CBS All Access. So if you don't have CBS All Access, I'm sorry, but you should get it because there's some good stuff on there. (laughs) They got the Star Trek series. They got Twilight Zone. They got Big Brother. Uh, But yeah, does this excite you? No, man, I don't care. <laughs> I just put this on the notes for the Star Wars, fan, Star Trek fans, but like when it comes to Star Trek, I'm waiting on Quentin Tarantino. I will say though, I've been trying to like rewatch some of the stuff, and I'm just about to watch the Star Trek movies, and I'm actually super, super excited about it because I found them on Amazon Prime. Ooh, like, I, I might check them out too. Yeah, like I'm, I know for for sure for free, I can watch Star Trek One, Star Trek Two, and the first movie in the Jean-Luc Picard Star Trek Ooh. movies. Well, so, like, we could we can do a Star Trek discussion series soon, coming up soon. Yeah, that's definitely to come this summer because I definitely want to get into that and I'm excited. I'm, and I've been and I've been checking out some of the uh, the Star Trek shows, but they are so dated that it's hard. Yeah. Like and because of like the differences in the way it's filmed and shot, I do kind of prefer the Jean-Luc Picard stuff. So, like, for me, I like Jean-Luc Picard better than Captain Kirk. Kirk, yeah, because it's newer. And those, from what I've heard, the Picard stuff, it's just more relatable. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think I, I'm, I'm really glad that he's coming back and doing a lot. Like, it's not just a throwaway cameo. I mean, they're calling it Star Trek Picard. Picard, yeah. Like, this dude's going to be all up in this. But who knows? After we watch these movies, we may be more interested in this series than we are now. Yeah, I mean, I think this might be what brings the not-so-big Star Trek fan interested. Because I don't really think Star Trek Discovery really interests anyone. No. It was just like, oh, we're going to do a prequel Star Trek. And everyone's like, uh, okay. And then the and then the crazy <laughs> thing is they made it for people who aren't really Star Trek fans when, yeah. when only the people who really watch it are Star Trek fans. And it's like the Star Trek fans are upset because they're like, why didn't you give us a series more to us? And the, But they gave it to, to try to get new fans. And they're like, if you were trying to get new fans, you should have just put this on TV. Yeah. Not make us pay for CBS All Access because I bet you a bunch of them did not care. And and, and then the market it. it and market it as like a show for Star Trek fans. That's how they marketed it. Yeah. So whatever. But like you said, I, I, I will check out those Picard movies and we can talk about this at a later time. But 
Chris Rock and Lionsgate are collaborating on a Saw spinoff. Chris Rock said, I've been a fan of the Saw since I saw the first film in 2004. I'm excited about the opportunity to take this into a really intense and new twisted place. Bro, this is interesting. We've been talking about comedians going into horror. Now we see Chris Rock about to do the new soft, about to do a retelling of Saw. How do you feel about this, Schubert? Bro, I'm not going to see it, man. <laughs> well, you're just, you're not a horror fan. No, it's not that I'm not a horror fan. I'm just not a Saw fan. It's super grotesque. It's super gory. Yeah, man, I just don't want to see people contemplate with chopping their own limbs off. I'm going to check it out, and I just want to – we're going to see if Chris Rock can get into his Jordan Peele bag. Dude, I think it's going to be demented. Like, that's the thing about <laughs> comedians. Comedians are psychopaths. They're, they're, like, they hide their uh, their um, happiness. Like, they're, they're not really happy. It's always said that comedians are more sad than happy. Exactly. Like, oh, man, Chris Rock doing this. And, you know, I also think that what Jordan Peele's bringing to the horror element of ha- having that comedy background, it really kind of shows and it makes the movies more livable. Realistic. It, uh, and Chris Rock's definitely funnier than Jordan Peele. Yeah. So uh, I think that that's kind of making these new age horror movies more interesting where it's like for 65% of the movie, it's almost like a comedy. Yeah, not necessarily a comedy, but like you know, a lighter-hearted movie, and then the other percentage of it is uh, scaring your, you know, making your pants. Yeah, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how Chris Rock makes Saw more realistic. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's Saw, so like, ooh, this is gonna be. I'm I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, you can tell us all about it. No, you're gonna watch it too. (laughs) I'm bringing you. (laughs) No. Yes, please. Uh, have we did did have we not already announced this, or have I just seen this so many times before? But yeah, so Noah Santino, who we talked about earlier, is uh, gonna be He Man. Well, we knew he was gonna be He Man. Spring 2021, and has set a March 5th, 2021 release date. See, that's what we didn't have. We 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 knew he was gonna be He Man. And then they talked about pushing it back. They didn't know when it was going to be released, but now we have a date. So I guess they're going to have to start filming that pretty soon. Yeah, well, it's going to have to definitely start at least by the end of this year, beginning of next year. Well, good for this guy, man, because he's been doing too many coming-of-age (laughs) rom-coms. The new one on Netflix is too cheesy. And he's never really been the main character in any of them. No, he's well, the, the Netflix one he is. I don't really know if he is. Oh, you don't think so? I haven't seen it though, so. No, well, no, he definitely because it's about it's it's about him. Women asking him to go on dates with them as like the temp boyfriend. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so but I mean, look, if this is his step out of that into trying to get a franchise and trying to be more of a household name, we shall see. But Sony better put money behind this and get this right because this will either be super cheesy or, or pretty good. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I've heard a lot of people who are really passionate about this project who have talked about how He-Man could be, you know, Star Wars-esque. And could, could really, and could really, like, I guess kind of Lord of the Rings meets Star Wars. That's what it really is, Lord of the Rings fused with Star Wars, because it has 
spaceships and and and, and laser Swords. guns, but but at the same time, it has He Man, who's a a sword Thor type character. Yeah, so, so it's that, interesting. Yeah, so that, that's the thing, man. So if you're really doing this serious, you got to do it and the, taking this seriously. You know, this could be really great, but if this is going to be real cheese ball, like this could totally dump Noah Santino's career. Yeah, th- like he has to be 100% sure that like Sony's about to like they want this to be their new franchise because if not, this is going to be corny AF. Yeah, exactly. So next up, it's rumored right now. This is rumored. This is not. This is a rumor. We're in the rumor report right now. So it's rumored that Academy Award winner Benicio Del Toro is in talks to join the cast of James Gunn's Suicide Squad as the film's primary antagonist. While official details are not available at the time, the character in question has been given the code name The Mayor, being described as an old warrior who lives for war. Now, look, Nino in D.C., and when I hear an old warrior who lives for war... Who do you think of, Schubert? Uh, I can think of a few people. Who are you thinking of? I was thinking of Vandal Savage. Oh, I was not thinking of Vandal Savage. That was the first in person when that came to my mind, but I wouldn't want to see the Suicide Squad fight Vandal Savage. Uh, sure, why not? How would they? He's, he's immortal. They don't have to kill him. True, they don't. I think this is a really good way to introduce Vandal Savage into the world, especially if we're going to have a flash here at some point. True, 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 true. Who are you thinking of? Um, I thought we were talking about, like, um, who's Darkseid's minion? Oh, who, who, you, who are you going to say? Not Steppenwolf? Yeah. Oh, no, no, they're not bringing him back. Because James Gunn, they, they've already said that they want a human villain. Yeah. So uh, which that, would make that, more sense. That's why I thought Vandal Savage. But either way, Benicio del Toro, if he's in the Suicide Squad with the cast they have, Idris Elba, DC stepping it up, baby. Yeah, I mean this would be a really big time cast. But we also were saying the same thing about Suicide Squad one. So, but, but I, 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 you know, let, we trust James Gunn. Yeah, and let me say this. It, an, uh, a new interview with James Gunn just came out, and he said that this was his favorite script he has written since Day of the the Day of the Dawn or Dawn of the Dead, whatever whatever zombie movie he wrote. He said this is the best script and his favorite script he's written since then. He likes this script more than Guardians of the Galaxy, which gives me so much hope. And it's like, yes, baby, let's go. And and that and when you read his interview, it's like once they found out that he was doing that's why they brought him back for Guardians. So. After Guardians, I think James Gunn could come back to DC. Yeah, I think uh, if this goes really well, he might consider what else he could do with some of the characters he brings into the the universe. Because he said Uh, he loved working on this, and he says he can't wait. Yeah, I mean, I'm all for it. I think James Gunn is one one of the best filmmakers right now. Especially in the superhero genre. Love him or hate him, or however you feel about him, he's uh, he's a great filmmaker. No, one hundred percent. What rumor you got for us? It's rumored that Marvel has begun working on a Nova movie. Ooh, Remember okay. last year, Feige was quoted saying, "We have a big board with a bunch of characters that have more immediate potential. Nova is on that board. 
because of the connection to the Guardians universe, because there are, are more than one examples to pull from in the comics that are interesting. And you're absolutely right. He was in the earliest drafts of the Guardians of the Galaxy. I think that uh, this was something that we've speculated on the show, or at least off air. And when um, and when you know, shout out Nola Pels read it. I remember he tweeted out the different speculations for the future of the Marvel slate, and I noticed that Nova was on there, and that was one that I said that I was like, I'm pretty sure that Nova is definitely going to happen. Oh yeah, no, one hundred percent. Nova was you, it was rumored that Nova was supposed to be in the Guardians. Like, if you know the comics, Nova is in the Guardians, but it, it when Nova's in it, it's he leads the Guardians. It's not Star Lord, or there's always a battle for who leads it. And I think Nova works very well going into this new age of Marvel. And not only does he present cosmic, but he's a perfect person to pair with Captain Marvel because he's just as strong as Captain Yo, Marvel. Yo, what if Nova comes in to uh, to relieve Peter Quill? That would be interesting. And, and Peter Quill dies? No, he goes off with uh, Gamora or or dies. Either way, yeah, like you give Peter Quill a happy ending? Either give him like his, you know, send-off or kill him. I, I think you should kill him. That would That's be... Me. That would be pretty dope. And then have a new led Guardians because they did say Rocket's arc is coming to a close. They said a lot of these characters' arcs are coming to a close. And if you want a new led Guardians, let it be Nova. That'd be dope. I'd be down. Yeah, so I think that's kind of what they're leading into with that. And we are have been talking about a lot with this new generation, I guess. I don't know what to call this new iteration new- of... Because it's not really a phase. Because like no, they've... the the phases are the phases of the of the uh, the phases are the chapters of the new novel. So it's kind of like we're going into a new arc. Okay, so we'll call it the new arc then. Yeah, the new arc. So so I'm saying so what I believe is going to happen more in this new arc is that we're going to get way more into the the cosmic, way more into the mystical, magical. And that's something that we just we prefer to go more New York, more local based. Well, yeah, for me, I'd rather be us doing Daredevil, Punisher, Jessica Jones, Spider-Man team-ups in New York. Not even Jessica Jones. Just give me Punisher and Daredevil. Pretty much. Yeah, facts. But, I mean, look, the cosmic stuff with Nova and everything, that that helps build who the new big boss, who who can be the next villain after Thanos. And with Adam Warlock coming, they are definitely building that cosmic side. Yeah, and, so I think Eternals, this was, and we know the Eternals are coming. So yeah, no, one hundred percent. Yeah, so I think this was just a matter of time, and we, uh, and now we get to speculate who's going to be Nova. And uh, I don't know too much about about him to speculate now, but that's definitely there's, come. and it's going to be interesting to see which one they choose because just like Flash, like Green Lantern, they're two main iterations of Nova for uh, Marvel. It's either Richard Ryder or Sam. I, let me pull up his name because he's a Latin American character, and if you did that, you could do have more diversity. True, um, that would be a good opportunity to bring in a Latin American character because they are severely lacking. Yep, I'm trying to pull. It's it's Richard Ryder or what's his? It's uh, Sam. Oh, Sam Alexander. Yeah, and he's a uh, he's a Latin American character. And yeah, no, it would be it would be interesting because then you get to bring in more diversity. So it's dope. 
Yeah, um, so I'm really interested to hear more about Nova and see if this gets confirmed anytime soon and when we might be able to see it. And I think I'm guessing it would come after Guardians 3. Yeah, and, and it might be, I was seeing what some of those dates could be. Remember how we were speculating? I've seen more people drop uh, what, what, what could be rumored, and I think Nova might get one of those February dates. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Like it was said that that Nova and Shang Chi are going to get those February dates. We were right about Black Panther two getting the May date, Captain Marvel getting one of the May dates, and Doctor Strange getting that November date. Yeah, that sounds about right. But that's all we got for the news, Shuby. Take us into the box office breakdown. So, and we're going into the box office, I'm really surprised to see the long shot down here at number five. Uh, that was, what is that, that movie this? about? This is a Seth Rogen, Charlize Theron. Oh yeah, why? Oh dang, it should have been higher. Poor, poor long shot. Yeah, so disappointed there. I haven't really. I've heard mixed reviews. I've heard that it's good, but not like fantastic. Um, number four is Palms. I don't know anything about this movie. Me neither. Uh, number three is The Hustle, which I've actually seen. Is it good? Um. Well, you know, I don't like Anne Hathaway, so... Oh, yeah. That's that's just, you know, me. But I do like Rebel Wilson, and I thought she did well. I mean, it's it's a nice movie. I don't think it's, like, something you need to go run to the theater to go see, but, I mean, it's something you can watch on on streaming or on a DVD on a rainy day someday. Yeah, I, I will say I was surprised that I didn't catch the ending coming. Like, it was... The twist, the twist got me, which is oh, which doesn't happen a lot because like I'm usually able to call things out, and I didn't see it coming. Real, I might check it out on streaming if the twist got you. Yeah, I mean it's not that it was any sort of fantastic movie, but like they buried the lead well and they got me. Okay, they got okay. me on the twist. One hundred. So uh, number two is De- uh, Detective Pikachu. Which Shout is a really good Andy. movie. And we knew it wasn't going to be able to get the top spot. No. Because Avengers Endgame's on top. Avengers is about to definitely break uh, Avatar's record. It's coming. Yeah. People are still going to see that movie. I'll, I'll be honest with you, fans. I haven't seen it a second time. Oh, and no. I, don't, I, I did. And I, and I don't intend to. And it's not that I don't like the movie. It's just that I do not want to sit there for three hours. It was, I will say that. It was, I, it was too much. It's too I much. Only went, I only went with my girlfriend, and I had no plans of seeing it after that, like, at all. But I want to say this. Why is Marvel doing, like, have you seen it, like, some of the commercials for it? Wait, no. What do you mean? They, they spoil everything. They, like, I've seen Chris, I've seen a thing where... Chris Evans, you, you, they show him with the hammer. They've shown Thor. Oh, really? Like, with both of them, they've shown the portals open and, and Spider-Man. Like, they've shown the people come back to life. They said, I love you 3,000. Like, I was like, yo, what the hell? I think now they're like, okay, well, everyone who's, like, a fan has seen it. Yeah. And if they haven't seen it, they've been spoiled. So yeah. we're just going to th- go ahead and throw out the stuff and be like, okay, so here's the stuff that's in there. So go you watch. Still come movie. out and watch. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I guess they don't spoil the deaths or anything, but it's just like, man, like y'all are really just showing all your, all your amazing footage. Yeah. 
But what is? Right. I mean, I guess you're right. It's like this is the push to get all the people who are like, I might come see it, like to be like, yo, if you haven't seen it, this is why you need to be there. So have you heard any other opinions on Detective Pikachu from anyone? Uh, Chris you, anyone else has seen it? Yeah, Chris, we we reviewed it on uh, Anime Talk, and Chris said it was really like, he said for an anime fan, if you, if you love this, they did a damn good job. It's just like a movie. It was a decent movie, and he says he's excited to see what comes next because they left it open for a lot. Yeah, more. yeah, like they really opened up the universe to do whatever you wanted with it. Yeah, um, but it was but it but it is kind of like you know it's a movie. It's yeah. not like a franchise. It's, we're not trying to like build. Uh, the Pika- the Detective Pikachu universe. It's a one-off story. Yep. It's a it's a nice movie, but it gives you the possibilities to do things in that trainers world. or did yeah no one hundred percent. That's yeah. exactly what he said. Uh, so yeah, let's go on to the movie on the rise. Let's do it. You want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Uh, so what I have for the movie on the rise is Catch Twenty Two. And Ooh, for people who have who read books, which I don't recommend, I think you should be on binge <laughs> and also listen to the bros who binge. Yeah, this uh, is a movie podcast. Oh no, I've read Catch Twenty Two. But Catch Twenty Two oh, is a is a famous book, yeah. um, written by Joseph Heller, and this adaptation is directed by George Clooney, who is also starring in it. Along with Kyle Chandler, who you may know as Coach Taylor from Friday Night Lights. Yep. Chris, Christopher Abbott, who is a guy that a lot of people were hoping would have been Batman, and has been really rising up the acting ranks. Um, and oh man, there was one more big one, Hugh Laurie. Oh okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. House. Nice. House is getting some more shot in it. Okay, yeah, this is a straight war novel. Yeah, it's a. World yeah, War Two, yeah. I think, yeah. But it's a, so, it's a satirical one. So yeah, it's gonna be a a drama on Hulu, and it's streaming now. Ooh, all right. So, as of today, I'm give it a, All right, I'm gonna go give it a watch because I, I definitely read that book in high school. So good, call, good, good pull, Shuby. Clooney. Yeah, I'm George. Check Clooney. him out. Check Batman, him out. Look, the best Batman. No, he's not. He, he said he hated that movie recently. Oh, <laughs> fucking Clooney. That movie get, sucks. Get him out of here. From my Dude. movie on the rise. Hey, oh, wait, wait. all right. No, what you real, gonna say? Real quick before you do yours, I've rewatched. I just watched Batman Begins. I just watched the first Batman. Bale's really the the one that I think did the best for me. Yeah, definitely. Like I just. I just can't. I just don't dig Keaton's Bruce Wayne. Hell no! Like, it, I, like as much as I love Affleck's Batman, I can't put Affleck over Bale just because Justice League was poo poo, and just because we didn't have a movie. Exactly, and just because Batman versus Superman was good, and you have that one scene, you can't say that that hallway scene is like Batman. You just knew he had the most potential, but Bale's the one who did it the best out of everybody so far. Now, I do believe. Robert Pattinson can be better than Bale if they yeah. do it comic book accurate because Bale wasn't comic book accurate. Bale was honestly Bale was just uh, uh, you could take away the everything about Bat well except for Batman Begins because Batman Begins was very comic booky but Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises 
You could take, and even Batman begins to a certain extent, you could take away the name Batman and just make him like an assassin or someone who wants to be a vigilante. And I think that movie still works. Well, and a lot of a lot of times in Batman Begins, well, at least in the beginning parts, he is just running around with like a, a ski mask. Yeah, and he's like a ninja. Yeah, exactly. But, but yeah, I, for I, my I, movie, I, oh yeah, go ahead. No, what you gonna say? Let's finish. No, that. that no, that was it. Okay. For my movie on the rise, Shuby did The Bachelorette last week, and I just discovered this show, and I've watched it, and I was like, man, this show is The Bachelor. But it's the bet. It's better than that because we have a trash season. Nobody likes uh, Re- what's her name, Becca? No, it, well, Hannah. Becca was last year. And yeah, but I nobody didn't liked like her Be- either. Nobody liked Becca. Nobody but liked uh, what? This the is dude Hannah B. After Be- nobody. What's that dude's name? Carl- Colton. Colton. Nobody. No, liked Becca. a lot of people like Colton actually. Man, nobody I liked Becca. It- nobody liked Colton, and nobody likes Hannah B. Yeah, nobody likes Hannah B. Man, she's annoying. So- all that crap was bad, so if you want to replace it... But that first episode was hilarious, and we'll t- you say your movie on the rise, and, but when we get into like talking about it and reviewing stuff, I'm going to talk about it. Uh, but speaking on Better Than The Bachelor, Better Than The Bachelor, if you want a good reality show, and you remember Jersey Shore, the best parts of Jersey Shore was Vinny and Pauly D. Well, Vinny and Pauly D have a new love show called Double Shotted Love, where they're dating, both of them are trying to find a, a girlfriend slash wife, Check that show out. Super hilarious. It used to be, but, that, isn't that the used to be the Tila Tequila show? It was a shot at love with Tila Tequila, yeah, but now it's where she was show. dating like guys and girls. Yep, that's that was the twist on that show. This show is a double shot at love, but instead of just being one guy, you have Vinny and Pauly. So they had so the, the thing is, if Vinny and Pauly both like a girl, they have to figure out who gets her. Like, yeah, what, that's what I'm gr- saying. Like, is it the same pool? Yeah, it is. It's, it, okay. it, it adds controversy. Yep. If, yeah. They all, they all live in the same house. Yeah. Like Vinny and Pauly live upstairs. The girls live downstairs. Oh my gosh. Yep. And, it, and like Vinny and Pauly have the same. It's like Jersey Shore. Vinny and Pauly have the same room. And if they want to bang, there's a smush room. So it's <laughs> a, it's hilarious. Double shot in love with Vinny and Pauly D. My other one, of course, is John Wick. Chapter three, Parabellum, and I we will be reviewing that next week. So that's all I got really for movie on the rise this week. Sweet. Uh yeah. let's get into some of the things that we gonna need to review and talk about. Well, Wanna mention with the Bachelorette. Yeah, do that real quick. So, we're re- reviewing Game of Thrones. That's it this week. Yeah, for sure. Uh yeah, but I wanna mention at least what happened at Doom Patrol. Oh, okay. Um so with Bachelorette, the all these dudes suck. Number one, like if I was on this, I would have easily made it through this first night. The guy who won the first Preston Rose was the only one who like was actually smart enough to when the girl was like um, sad and needed comfort, he like got up and comforted her. So duh, he got the first impression rose because the rest of you guys are a bunch of slap dicks that stood in your hands. <laughs> but yeah, dude. So the the funniest part of it uh, was that they brought in Demi, who is from last season, and Katie, who is from last season, and they put them in a surveillance van outside of the mansion. Nice. And they were just monitoring all the conversations and like trying to see like who was real and who wasn't real, and like getting DMs from like people's uh, exes. 
exes and like they found out that one of the dudes had a girlfriend that he had like just like broke it off with before he came here but told her it was like yeah like i'll be there on there for a few weeks and when i come back we'll go on a trip shit like that well he actually said oh that's funny but i mean look you we remember last that that's why becca in Colton's season was weird because Colton was dating Colton had dated one of those girls and all that stuff and and everybody knew all this through DMs and through IG so it's about time the show updated to check Instagram and social media yeah so they so they confronted that so she confronted that guy right away and just like berate you know gave him the business and kicked his ass out <laughs> that's funny so so that was pretty funny. That, that was uh, so. I, hopefully, they do more of that. Like, I want to see more of them just with surveillance on these fucking dudes <laughs> and just like reading DMs and seeing if they're like, what kind of sketchy shit's going on. I think that's hilarious. But yeah, mm. uh, and then Paradise Hotel started on Fox, which is like the spinoff of Paradise Island. Not or not Paradise Island, but. I don't remember what it's called, but the, oh yeah, Love Island in the UK show. So it's mm. pretty much that show, but in America, where you like, you bring in, you know, guys and girls, and each week they got a couple up to make it to the next week. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, it's not as good as the British show, so don't watch it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into... Dun 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 You were right, Shuby. You called it all season. Mad Queen, baby. Yeah, see, like, and that's why all of you people need to chill with the writing thing. Like, I saw this coming, man. Like, this was like this was writing on the wall. And look, you... I, no, no, I'm not to cut you off, but even in earlier seasons, just because she liberated some slaves doesn't mean she still didn't show acts of like she could go either way she's still like okay well i'm just gonna kill all of you like every time she like every time she takes people she's always trying to take people over and like she doesn't think about like taking over and then like trying to win them over she's like i'm just gonna kill you because like you're i'm not gonna win you over and my thing is is this i know all the women are like, oh yeah, Danny wouldn't do this. And I've seen our old guest, Emma Fife, she posted a thread about how she felt like Danny was a liberator and that was her character. And just because, like, that's how they always want to portray females is um, because she didn't get her way, like, love everything. And because these men did this to her, she just, she just breaks her character motivation and just kills all these people. No, she just, uh, there's, there's an old saying, What's the difference between a conqueror and a tyrant is just a couple a couple different seconds or a, a decision here or there. A conqueror and a tyrant are almost the same thing. It's just what decision they make in those brief seconds. And I'm fine with Danny doing this. I thought that was okay. I mean, I she gets used with other characters. She could still not be a bad character and make a terrible decision and do something like that. I mean, the thing is, is what built up that decision was that. It wasn't because of her, her John not reciprocating her his love because he's weird about incest and he needs to get over it. Uh, uh, but shoot, but I can't blame that guy for that. Well, he needs to get over it. He should have got over it. I mean, he's <laughs> he's a fool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're gonna get into John being a fool in a little bit, but I'm not gonna say he's a fool because of that. 
he a fool because of other stuff. But yes, yeah, so, but she what she was upset about is that he had this claim now, and that she knew that he was going to be able to win people over, and that in this moment, the people that she had just you know destroyed, you know, pretty much beaten and have frightened with this dragon, they're never going to trust her, but they would trust Jon Snow. And so oh, that's, yeah, one hundred percent. And so that's what that's her mindset right now. So she's just like, okay, well, if if I can't. If I like what they said when she was with John, if I can't get your love, then you're gonna fear me. Kind of, you know, that's yeah. exactly what it's gonna be. Like, she's she made her decision in that moment that that was what she was gonna do it when the bells rang. Yeah, I mean, no, one hundred percent. She knew before she was lying before that she was gonna into, stop at the bells ring. <laughs> before we get into the war, let's talk because because I, I think the way we should talk about this is. We had to mention you were right about the Night Queen stuff, but before we get into more Danny, let's talk about Varys real quick. Man, Varys got. Do you think he was trying to poison her? No. Because I I saw a thread about, like, didn't he fix her food or something? He was trying to get her to eat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and 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 he said that the girl girl was like, all the soldiers are watching her. And, and like, I felt like he low key was trying to poison her. Damn. And then yeah, and that's why he had to because I was wondering like why if he was just telling Tyrion conspiring, like why wouldn't she put him in jail? But no, it was because I think he was trying to poison her. That's why his ass had to die. Damn, and no one's talking about that, dude. Nobody wants to everybody everybody's talking about all the other stuff. Yo, that's that's for real, like next level. Like I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's so true. That's that makes so much sense. And like, and that's what probably what compelled Tyrion at the end of the day to, to tell turn her. on him. Yeah, he was like, it man, was... like this dude is legit trying to kill this girl. Mm-hmm. Like, I've got to stop this. It's I could see at first I was like, because I had to go rewatch the episode because I was like, man, these seasons can't be that that bad. And I went watched it, and I was like, oh, there, there's others. Like, people are only paying attention to like the. Varys was trying to poison her. Varys was like trying to get his way no matter what. Man, and I but mean, but Varys was right though. Yeah, he, yeah, he was right. Uh, but I mean, I but think he was think, part of the. He was part of what yeah, brought it on. That's what I was about to say. Or could, or even though he was right, could it have been his actions that was part of the things that pushed you to that point? And that's part of it, and you know, him by him kind of being the martyr in that situation is the first time Jon Snow really witnesses her executing someone. Yep, because he didn't see what he didn't Samwell see what, Yeah. Yep. But now he's seeing what Samwell told him, and he's understanding the severity of that. Yeah. And understanding more of the char- of who, what Danny's character is, that she's a bend the knee or die. Not bend and, the knee or we'll, you know, we'll talk about this. Another point <laughs> that I thought is that you got to think, as much as he loves Danny. You got to think he loves his sister Sansa too. And for Sansa to swear, like him and Sansa were so close and for Sansa to swear something to him. And then Sansa feels so bad about Danny. Just, she ended up telling Tyrion and breaking that swear anyway. I think that's resonating with John as well. That like, yo, maybe my sister was right because she wouldn't have just broke this promise any kind of way. Maybe Danny really is evil and John is just starting to see it. Well, I think he saw it later on in the episode, but oh, definitely. We'll, we'll but I, I'm that. talking about it. I'm talking about at this point. I think like when Varys died, I think he started to realize like maybe Sansa was right. Maybe so. I mean, we 
we know that he is already feeling pulled back. And yep. I think that has to do with some of it. Anything else happened before the war? I'm trying to think of anything else. Major. The scene with John and Danny. Oh, yeah, where John was like, I've been the knee, I'm your queen, blah, 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 but he didn't want to bang her. Yeah, because he's weirded out because it's her aunt. But, can you, aunt. but you, you can't blame that guy for that because the Starks aren't an incest family. <sighs> yeah. You gotta. You can't blame him for that. Like, you gotta understand, that's like... You making out with this girl and banging this girl, and then you find out all of a sudden she's your aunt. You're not about to continue doing that. You might do it one once or twice. More I mean, I'm not gonna do it. it. I'm not gonna do it in the society that I live in now. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, that's what I'm saying. But well, you gotta think, John has, world. But but you gotta think <laughs> in the society we live in. That's John's family's beliefs. Like John's family. John comes from the Starks in the North. They don't believe in incest. And if you go back into episode just when. Episode one, when Ned Stark found out that he was like, that's not us. We don't do that. Like that just because the Targaryens do that. And she was like, and that's why Cersei was like, me and my brother shared a womb. It doesn't matter. And that's why they had to push Bran off because some the families don't do that. Like, that's just a Targaryen thing. Uh, yeah. And uh, Lannister. And a, well, and uh, Jamie and Cersei. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> but no, yeah, no, that, um, that's fine. But more stuff war? before the war. Um, shoot, shoot, shoot. No, I think that's it. Yeah, I thought the Varys thing was the biggest thing. Yeah, all right. Pretty much. Well, let's ju- let's jump into it. So basically, oh wait, I one th- more, one more, one more. Uh, Tyrion can't make any more mistakes. Oh yeah. Um, Tyrion lets Jamie go. Oh in the yeah, tent. that was a really great scene. See, I thought that happened before, but no, that happened this last the last meeting between the brothers. Yeah, that was their last moments together, and it was very reminiscent of what Jamie did for Tyrion when Tyrion was locked up and facing death. Best so, acted scene of Tyrion and Jamie this whole season might be the yes. best acted scene in the series this season. Which is why, which is why I hate that people are hating on this episode so much because there were so many good moments. There were, uh, and I'm uh, not, I'm not one of those people that hate. I hate on just cert- how certain things played out. Yeah, yeah. Like I thought uh, overall it was a good episode. I enjoyed. Um, but yeah, I think that's the, I think that's it for. But man, all right, let's get let that battle was so grotesque. Like we saw, we witnessed basically what it was for that universe. And I, and I said this on, I don't know where else I said this, but I might've said this on anime talk when me and Chris were talking about it, but we witnessed this, this is basically Game of Thrones nuclear weapon. Like if a nuclear bomb dropped and we saw the devastation, every time warfare has this big monstrosity, this big monstrous weapon that nobody else has, and, and you see it on the battlefield and how it devastates a community, the nuke from, for us. Or back in Western times when they had the Gatlin gun and you bring a Gatlin gun in the middle of the city and it just it caused chaos and caused harm. We got to see the, the equivalent of that for Game of Thrones. That dragon fucked shit up. Yeah, man, that was wild. Uh, like um, crazy. And like a lot of people had been arguing that like it seemed like uh was the Dungeons and Dragons that. thing and where they just raised up all the skill points for the dragon and take, nah. took all the 
the scorpion's power away. But no, I think that they did a really good job describing why what made it difficult for the scorpion to make get a hit on the dragon. It was very large, very heavy, took a lot of people to move. Danny came straight out from the sky, straight down on them. The sun was a kind class- of yeah. Yeah, it was a classic case of getting in, in, uh, in inside the perimeter, and it was going to be too difficult for them to make those sharp, in, sharp, quick turns. turns. Yep. She devastates that fleet in no time. You're on young Larry Sue. He couldn't do yeah. it again. <laughs> no, he could not do it again this time. <laughs> get his ass uh, out of here. Uh, and they, they get completely wiped out. Um, and then, then she, burns she all takes the out thing. all of the scorpions. And then I thought it was badass. After she takes all that, she burns the the uh the, like the the castle. The gate. Like, yeah, and she breaks through, and she's like, "All right, let's see what not now." And wipes out a lot of the golden company, which like, was like hilarious. There was, it was hilarious because there was so much hype for them. Yeah, and uh, the book, there and the armies like, in general. Like book fans probably were salty because they. They built up the Golden Company. Everybody was hyped for him. You, and the, the leader of the Golden Company comes and, like, they cast this guy. And you thought he was going to be this big, badass commander in battle. He just gets wiped out like a little flea. Yeah, it was hilarious. And then Grey Worm gets the kill. Yep. Grey Worm went, was intense this episode. Uh, you blame him? No, no, no. He just <laughs> lost his he lost his baby and he I don't blame him. He was Jon Snow was trying to tell everybody to slow up. Grey Worm was like, nigga, fuck you. You lucky I don't tell the queen you being crazy. <laughs> That's how Grey Worm was looking. Grey Worm was like, Oh, I'm definitely snitching on this guy after this battle. Like John <laughs> John and Tyrion are about to get snitched on. <laughs> like, it's not looking good for them next time. John and Tyrion about to get snitched on about for what? Because John pulling his soldiers back and Tyrion letting Jamie out. Oh, what Cause them soldiers, them soldiers knew. I felt like that was a test from Danny. Like I felt like the soldiers were like, cause they didn't want to say who told them. And he was like, I'm the hand of the queen. Like I, if it's not the queen, let it be. And I felt like Danny was like, if just let him do what he wants, and we're gonna see. Yeah, I feel like Tyrion might be a goner in that sense. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen with Danny, but yeah, I feel like Tyrion's definitely in danger because I think he did, you know, by letting Jamie out, put himself in, in harm's way. I don't know about the whole John pulling people back thing, like. But let's get well, let's wait to that because then we got to talk about why did John pull people back? So they're kicking everybody's ass. She's burning up. She's not at first. She's not burning, and I want to give her credit for this because all the people were inside their house. She wasn't burning people. They were just beating up all the opposing forces. And freaking uh, Kyburn was like, "Come on, Cersei, let's go into the let's go into the let's go into uh." Uh, what's that place called? Um, Mogo's Holdup or whatever, uh, whatever the holdup is. And she was like, nah, 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 the red keeps never falling. And then all of a sudden, John and them back those people up and they drop their swords, legit, drop their swords, ring the bell, and Danny's looking. And some some people made jokes on the internet, oh, how could she hear in the air? She couldn't hear them bells. I was like, bro, she could definitely hear those bells. She was on top of the, the, the freaking... Uh, on top of one of the houses, and she looks, and she was just like, "Nah, we burning it all down." <laughs> yeah, her face shook. She kind of got like this. That was. I feel like at, at first I, I thought she was gonna go straight for the castle, and I was like, "Okay, cool, cool, cool," because like that was like, because 
you know, that was what I was expecting. I was like, that's same. what you should do. Like, just go go straight for the castle. Just fuck it up. Same, same. But she, then that's exactly but, what I thought. I, I It didn't make sense to me why she would burn down the city instead of just going straight to the castle. Yeah, I was like, okay. Well, I was like, you won. Great. It's yeah, over. It's like, over. Don't kill all the people. Just go. And kill then she goes and kills all the people. Yeah, that was. I was just like, man, like just from a, a like just from a a smart perspective. Like, yeah, I understand you want to get revenge from Asande, but there's better ways to do it. Like, you didn't even have to fuck what Tyrion was saying about Cersei letting her live. Go straight to that castle and just let the let the dragon spit fire on the castle because I heard that uh, from the books that. Her father, or, or Aegon, or one of the Targaryens, did the, did a similar thing and just put fire on a castle and made it like a hot oven to where everybody inside burned. She could have did that, and that would have been so much cooler. True. Yeah, I mean, um, I think she but, just went a little overboard here. Yeah, but then we wouldn't have got the clean. It's going to cost her. Oh, it definitely will. But speaking of that, when once Danny starts sacking the city, we before we get to the game, but we got to see just how devastating it was for the people. It just was like, man, nobody. It didn't matter who you were; you were trapped in soot. Buildings were falling. It just, it just looked like a war zone. Yeah, it was crazy. It was uh... people were burning, blood, guts, every like women, children. It didn't matter. That was just that was. It felt. I saw somebody tweet. That it was kind of like the D-Day. You, uh, you remember Saving Private Ryan, that scene yeah. in the beginning? It, it was like that, but for fantasy times. Pretty much. Uh, did you see Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, he got straight burned. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Aaron. That's dope. That is dope. Um, yeah, so Grey Worm starts the fighting on the ground again. Yep. And, and John yeah, like we were saying, out. John's pulling people back. But, I mean, they were raping people. They were. They, yo, those... Was that the Northerners or was that? Yes. Uh, yeah, they was clowning. The Northerners was doing too much. They was like, oh, yeah, if, we, if everybody being vicious, we being vicious too. And John was like, yo, y'all need to cut that shit out. <laughs> and the Dothraki are just running around chopping people's heads off. I thought they were dead. Who? The Dothraki. When I saw some of them, I was like, how did they make it? I thought they all died. Yeah, like they had that. That was one of the things that like was a little bit screwy. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I was like, well, it would have been so much better if we didn't see any Dothraki because that makes that scene so much pow- more powerful. Like all For the sure. lights went out. <laughs> the niggas should have been dead. <laughs> but it's whatever. No, I'm glad. But you know, you, you did. You do see some of them come back though. Maybe it was oh, too yeah. dark on your screen. Yeah, it was. See, I didn't. <laughs> I, I didn't see none of them come. You asshole. <laughs> I didn't see none of them come back. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so the Dothraki cutting people's heads off, J- the Northerners raping people. John's in his feelings, trying to get out of this, and then all while Sir Davos is like looking at John, like, "What are I, we gonna do? Yeah, what are we gonna do now? Like, all of this is terrible. Like, and while, what what is this crazy chick doing? <laughs> like, John, what is your baby mama doing? Like, <laughs> what is going on? And while all this is going on, Arya and the Hound have a moment because she, she he was like, "If you follow me moment. anymore." You're gonna die. Like, don't be like me. You see what this? You see what revenge got me? Go live your life, Ari. There's more to life than just this. And I thought that was next to uh, Tyrion and Jaime. Could you not have had this conversation before you got into the castle? <laughs> yeah, they, she could. They could have had this while he was riding up, and she could have just went back to Winterfell. <laughs> exactly. But it's plot because she has to be there. But we'll get to that in speculation. But let's get to it. Did the game bowl live up to everything for you? I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was dope. Uh, um, yeah, like, he is definitely very Darth Vader. Dude, like, when he would put his 
was it was about to gouge his eyes out. I was like, Ooh. oh my gosh, no way, no way. Yeah. And then he stabs him in the face, and he still doesn't die. It stabs uh, him in his oh arm, gosh. his face, side of his head. I was like, ooh, but uh, it shows that this was. And see, I would. This is why I wish Game of Thrones would have went more into the magical aspect because every time they do this, it makes the series more intense, and it, we just see. Not he the Clegane was just like the Night King. There's different forms of undead, and Clegane was one of them. He was zombie mode. Yeah, he was straight zombie man. Like, but what was badass? He could still be alive if he wasn't have been burned up. He could have been. And was badass is this? He was cognizant because Kyborn was like, "Stay by your queen." And straight just what, what the craziest death of that whole episode was just Kyborn just getting tossed to the side. I laughed out loud. <laughs> Me too. I thought it was hilarious, and a lot of people, a lot of people hated it. I was, I love that death. No, I loved it as well. I thought that was one of the best because his brains just got splattered. He didn't realize I, who he was talking to. My, one, my argument for that, and then people were like, "Oh, I think like Kyburn should have been like, de- you know, had should have had a bad death, and like Cersei should have had a bad death." I think it's more funny that that was the way that Kyburn died, and I think <laughs> that it's like. You- they were so insignificant that you had an insignificant death. Like you, and no, but it just shows because it's like you you created this monster and you think you're you're controlling this big behemoth. Get out of here, bro. Yeah, I thought I, I now when we talk about Cersei's death, I feel differently about that. But Kyburn, I loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. But like you said, the mountain just getting stabbed and oh, and when Kyburn died, Cersei was like, "All right, do whatever you want. I'm gonna just walk by." I'm going to just end by, like, let me get past. Sorry, yeah, I sorry. love the memes the <laughs> day after that. Those were some good ones. Like, ooh, don't mind me. Don't mind me. Yeah, mind my own business. Let me just get by, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think the Clegane Bowl lived up to all the hype. It was just badass. And then Clegane was like, there's no way for me to survive after this. And he just sacrifices himself in uh, the mountain. And he just jumps over the side. And they both die. Are we yeah, assuming they die? Yeah, I think they're dead. And then let's talk about Euron dying, the battle with Jamie. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay, so. Did you like that? No. Ooh, talk about it. What, what you didn't like about it? I didn't like that Euron just miraculously pops up at the right time on the beach <laughs> in the perfect spot. And his Pirates of the Caribbean stupid ass accent coming up and being like, "Ah, oh, Kingslayer, uh, yeah, I want, I, uh, I screwed your woman." But see, I okay, as much as like it in the moment, it's like man, it, that gave me like as much in the moment it was man that gave me like, damn, I wish they would have broadened Euron's character because imagine if, if Euron was a fanboy of Jamie, like. In, earlier in the show, he mentioned how J- Jamie killed some of the people in the Iron Islands. And what if, when that when that happened, Euron got super upset for his family. He became obsessive of Jamie. He wanted to learn all of his moves, and he wanted to bang his wife. And that's why he did everything he did in that moment. He was like, "I killed the Kingslayer. I killed the." It just gave me hope for like, man, his character would have been so much better if they did it a different way than just making him the guy that just thought he was. The man, you know what I mean? His Pirates of the Caribbean ass. If they would have gave him a little bit more motivations, he could have been a crazier character. Yeah, uh, I think he kind of suffered from being into the show too late. Too late, as well, yep. No, where for he, sure. If he would have been in there earlier, I think they could have given him more to do, better arc. Uh, but, yeah, I, their fight was so unnecessary, and I felt like it was stupid for Jamie to kind of like get 
injured that way. I'm glad he, it's not how he ultimately died. Like, died, I was going to be yeah. so pissed if that was the way that Jamie died. I was going like, to be like, are you kidding me right now? Like, he's about Rachel to walk and... into the castle. He's about to walk into the castle to talk to Cersei, and you're going to let him die from Euron Greyjoy on some BS. Yeah. Coming out of the water when he should have been just dead. He should have <laughs> just died. Like, <laughs> he wanted to die from the... Uh... That, that was, yeah. That I thought that was the most unnecessary stuff. Right there. Well, I mean, that, if, that was... Tyr- if, if small little Tyrion lived, Euron Greyjoy had to live too, Shuby. What do you mean if small Tyrion lived? Oh, you're I, talking about, yeah, yeah, yeah when he, the boat. When he yeah, jumped yeah, yeah. above the boat. Facts, yeah. facts, 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 facts. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. But no, but I mean, like, you. at that spot, so conveniently. No, you're right. I'm just glad that's not how Jamie died. So, yeah. after, um, after uh, Kyburn dies, Euron dies. The mountain and the hound die. It's now time for Cersei and Jamie to die, and this is what I was upset about. Yeah, sure. Like I did not like their death, just dying from some rocks. But some people said it's significant. She died from the things that she wanted to keep and protect the most: the rocks of the castle and everything. She didn't feel like he could ever be taken down. This is what her goals were, and that's what ended up killing her. But I just wish she would have died at the hand of her brother. I mean, every, time, everyone, everyone wanted. You know, everyone has been craving, you know, some torturous demise for her. And, you know, maybe she deserved one. But, you know, I liked what one person said, and I'm going to read it out because, like, this is kind of how I felt about it. It was, you know, Cersei Lannister died terrified for once. Fucking afraid and meek and mortal in the collapsing tunnels of her roasting capital. No final stand for glory, no grandeur, no witnesses to some martyred queen's end at the hands of a political assassin or usurper tyrant. She died without glory, obscure. She died with the knowledge that her endless delusions, even in the face of the invading dead, killed the only man she ever loved. Her baby. Yeah. And her father. And, uh, yeah. And so everyone wanted her to get, you know, statistic, you know, a really sadistic death. But, you know, sometimes, like like I'm saying, with like Kyburn's death being so obscured and, you know, meaningless, like sometimes, sometimes it's just as bad for the character. But I mean, like, at the end of the day, like, I think it would have been better if we could have just had her burn. I don't yeah, see how that's what I don't see how that would have been so difficult, you know. It would have been so much better just because, like, to me, Cersei is such a main character that that death is significant, and so is Jamie because I'm just as mad as Jamie dying. Fire, he should have stayed in freaking Winterfell for all I care. Like, should have killed her. Like he should like something should have had like they should have both like stabbed each other. Like they're what? like that. That's what I was hoping for. I was like, oh my gosh, yes, this is what's gonna happen. She's just gonna be like Jamie, just stab me. Like I don't yes. want to die. I, like I wish this. they. I wish they both would have been like, "We're not letting this. Ma- we're not letting this bitch kill us. We're gonna take our own lives." And I wish they would have killed each other. That would have been so much more powerful, and see, that that would have been much more of the characters. Yeah. See, like I'm don't. I'm not completely hating on what happened, but like I do agree with everyone else that there's other things that would have been better. Yeah, and like I'm not, and I'm with you. I'm only talking about Cersei and Jamie's death. I'm okay with yeah. everything. Other stuff that happened in the show. I'm just upset at that because that's not Cersei. Cersei just doesn't just accept that she's just gonna die falling on these rocks. She should. I felt like Cersei would have said, "Jamie, stab me," because I'm not letting this bitch get the gratification of killing me. 
Pretty much. Um, yep. But yeah, I mean, I think that they should have just had her get burnt by Danny, or I guess it would have been she. I guess she would have been destroyed in Rubble anyway. Yeah, that's what I'm she, saying. Like they should have just did something else. Something else with Cersei and Jane. I don't. I don't want. I didn't want her to get killed by Arya. No, 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 no. Because Arya has to. I, Arya has to kill the other green-eyed woman. Does she have green eyes? I think Danny does. Uh. Maybe. I don't know. We shall see. But uh. we'll get into that in speculation because I have two predictions on who's going to kill Danny and what, what's going to go down. But let's finish. But yeah, up I guess we're um, we're at the part where we go through Arya's journey, which was probably the most crazy. Crazy and also fascinating parts of this whole kind of episode. We're getting the perspective of what it was like to be in the terror. Mm, yeah, that was. Um, yeah, just, and and just seeing her run through all that shit, trying to move, and then the woman like with her. Kid I thought she was a goner like three times. Who Arya? Yeah, I knew they were gonna kill Arya, but like, man, they they definitely made it close, and that that poor little child just got burnt up. Yeah. She was chasing after her mama. Yeah, I mean, it was just brutal, and it kind of just gives somebody the perspective of what happened. That oh, oh, wait. Isn't... Oh, no, go, no, finish up. No, finish up. I'm going to say it after. But, it, it, you know, it gives... It's going to be important for going forward into the next episode because it's going to be another voice Yeah, of the perspective bad. of how this of how this was to the innocents. Yep, and, and, it, and it's like she killed the Night King, and like, and like she had to go through all like that's what I'm saying. Like, Danny didn't care about her soldiers or the people. She didn't care about anything. She was just like, I'm burning this down. Yeah, if you're like, in, if you're in my way, you're in my way. Yeah, and that was part of the deal with uh, John and the soldiers. Like, they had got to a point where they had to peel back because they were about to get burnt up by the dragon. Like, yep, she just didn't, she was not paying attention. Oh, she another mistake. Another mistake by Game of Thrones this week. We didn't get a Starbucks cup, but when uh, uh, what's his name? When uh, Jamie was hugging uh, Cersei, he didn't have a gold hand. He had his hand. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, go look at it. it the, the people of the internet pulled it up. Oh, okay. Yep, he had his hand. One hundred. Because I did but, notice that he was only holding her with one hand. Nope. He had when they when they show the shot of. The other hand, it's not gold or silver. It's his hand. Mm. But that's not, I mean, whatever. And all, the final thing is uh, when after all the Aria stuff, we see Loki, some people making jokes that Bran Ubered that horse war. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that, I think that's a pretty interesting take. And I think it's quite possible, honestly. And I, I, I've seen a video where she was getting on the, where, where she sees the horse walk up. And I was just, I, I, they put Old Town Road as, in the background. And yeah, like, I saw that too. Yeah, hilarious. But that's a good one. That's pretty much the end of the episode, man. Yeah. Uh, what you think is coming next? Because you've been pretty right spot on this series. I mean, this season. This is where I'm completely lost. Because at the end of this, I mean, this is it. This is, this is the finale. This is the last one, yeah. So, it's I not mean, seven. Because like, you remember, I thought there were seven. Yeah, because last season was seven. Nope, it's just six. Uh, um, yeah, man, that's just the thing. It's just so difficult to think about uh, who's going to be at the throne at the end of this. Um, Do you think Danny lives? 
No, I think she's done. Uh, I don't think she. I, I think she has no shot at this point. Um, because she's either gonna get killed or something. Like I don't know. Who do you think kills her? Let's 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 make some bets. Who you who you putting your money on if you if you had to put some with the, where the odds at? Uh, it'd have to be Arya, man. She's the only one that's got the ability to. I don't think anyone else can do it. See, I think they gave Arya the job of killing the Night King, but I think Jon's gonna have to kill Danny, and he's gonna become the I Queen Slayer. Think, I think Jon's gonna have to kill the dragon. Oh. And someone else is gonna have to kill Danny. I forgot about the dragon. Yeah. Oh damn. Yeah. Some people are saying, what if what if Arya takes John's face and has to kill Danny? But I don't think Arya's gonna kill John. Unless Danny yeah. kills John. Unless Danny kills John and then Arya takes his face and fucks her up. Well, Arya can kill Grey Worm and take Grey Worm's face. True. 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 Man, ooh, it's gonna be crazy. Do you think Tyrion makes it out? No. Ooh, do you think he dies in the beginning of the episode? Yeah, I think uh, that's like the last straw. Is like Danny burns Tyrion, and then they're like, "We can't." We like, can't Sansa's do just like, Sansa's just like, "Y'all gotta kill this bitch." Ooh, you think we, you think Sansa comes to uh, King's Landing? Bro, Sansa is gonna have her fingers all up. In this, because she's gonna be getting her ass up on that throne if if it's not all said and done. Well, I mean, she can't. Well, I mean, I think she'll just take Winterfell because yeah, I think she wants Jon to sit on it and she wants the North. Probably so. Or reversed. I don't some know. Some people, some people are saying, what if Bran ends up sitting on the throne? I'd be pissed. No. Bran's not. Nah, that's not happening. Yeah, no, 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 Gen- no, no. I think Gendry would sit on there before Bran would. Do you think? Oh, after after the Hound telling already lived. Do you think Gendry already goes to live with Gendry? Yes. Oh, okay, cool. If she cool. makes it out. If she makes it out. All right. Cool. Cool. Yeah. That's that. That's all I got. Yeah. Uh, I think that's about it, man. Like we're getting into the last one. And um, then next week, we're, next week we're gonna bring uh, Charles Reese from Primetime on to talk about give his thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I know he's been watching it. He's a uh, he's been. Attentively really tweeting fast. and yeah, and getting uh, getting at us on the group chat about it. So I wanna wanna hear Bring what he has on. to say. Especially but, since he binged so fast and like he remembers what happened in season. Like he binged it all together. You know what I mean? Like he did it in two weeks. Shit. So he knows like everything that just happened. He's like he's pretty attentive. So I want to hear his thoughts as well. Yeah, yeah. So he'll remember small things from past seasons. Yep. Um, but, but yeah, man. Um, I'm interested to see how how this whole thing ends. It's crazy that it's finally coming coming to a close. And depending on how it ends, next week's discussion that we can lead into after we review this is how do we feel about shows that are great? How do we feel about their endings? That's fair. I don't think it's gonna. I don't think people are going to like this ending especially with the way that this episode took yeah no i, I think no matter what it's going to be divisive yeah but i'm excited I mean, to see what they do this this season of game of thrones more specifically this episode has pretty much been the last jedi of, game yeah. of some people like, like it, it, is, some people it is created it is created a split in the fandom no it really did yeah. hey, we thought it was split before with book and non-book but no it's split now yeah, it's split 
split between uh, do you support Benioff and Wise and do you not support Benioff and Wise? I thought it was do you do you do you buy the heel turn of Danny or do you don't buy the heel turn of Danny? That pretty much has to do with supporting Benioff and Wise because that's everyone's argument. It's like oh they've Benioff and Wise ruined it. They can do make their own story. And yeah. I'm like I I have faith in Benioff and Wise. I like what they're doing. Yep, and well, you definitely need to have faith. Speak it coming because they're about to take uh, your favorite franchise. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yep, so we're gonna see. But so, that's all we that's all we got this week, shooting episode 41. Yeah, uh, no Doom Patrol because Lennon didn't watch it. The only thing that really happened was Flex Mentalo gets introduced. Um, and uh, the one thing I guess I don't spoil this for you, Lennon, because it really doesn't have much to do with the episode. Go ahead. Um, uh, Victor did not kill his dad. Nice. I'm so happy for that. Jeez. I'm not. Why? Because... No, but should be, but should be, but be. Listen to this. Unless they explain it bad. But to me, Vic, there's certain heroes in the Justice League that I'm okay with killing. Batman, Superman, Green Lantern, Ollie Queen. Vic represents those heroes that shouldn't kill. Flash, Vic, Wonder Woman. Those are like, in, and I know people would be like Wonder Woman, but no, Wonder Woman kills in like war, but she doesn't kill like if she if she does not have to. And like I feel like Vic's one of those characters that you got to kind of keep pure. Yeah, I get that, but I mean, it's just one of those things where I really I don't I don't really like that much in shows where you lower lower the stakes of death. Okay. It's like, oh man, like we just made because the it makes that episode prior less exciting. Well, don't because, say anything because like, I got to see it. We will talk about it next week. No, no, I'm saying like the episode that you have seen. Oh, like that's that's it. Just it's like okay, well, why did I care so much about seeing him kill quote unquote his father? Like it's whatever. Yeah, but I, can't, I, don't know. I can't. I can't rebuttal till I see it. So I'm. I'm we'll, we'll talk about this next week for sure. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that wraps things up for the 41st episode of the Bros Who Binge podcast let me go ahead and tell the people what's going on with the network and where they can find you on social media we just we dropped an episode earlier this week of anime talk latest episode me and chris discussed detective pikachu we discussed what makes a good protagonist in anime what makes a good main character we discussed our favorite villains we we discussed uh we reviewed demon slayer my one punch man as well as we reviewed and gave our thoughts on if you should be reading the brand new manga, Samurai 8, The Tale of Hachimaru. This is big because Kishimoto, the creator of Naruto, has come out of retirement and has made a new series. And boy, did that series make a big splash in the anime manga community. And we gave our rating. We reviewed it. We discussed a lot of other stuff. Great episode of Anime Talk. Be sure to check that out. Well, by the time you guys hear this, this is yesterday. We released a great episode of the Bros Who Think podcast. Me, Schubert, Justin, Charles all got on there. We were talking about the Alabama uh, abortion stuff. We talked about the NBA playoffs, got real in-depth in the NBA playoffs, talked about the lottery, talked about the Rockets. Great, great episode. Be sure to check that out, as well as if you want real more inside depth on the Zion stuff, check out the primetime episode, because me, Charles, and uh, Scott Prather sat down and discussed that. But other than that, that's all we got for the network. Follow the Bros You Think at Bros You Think. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you find podcasts. But other than that, that's all I got this week, Shuby. All right. Well, you can find me at Twitter and Instagram at hshubert14. 
and you need to go listen to all those things that Lyndon mentioned on the Bros Who Think Network. You can find them in all sorts of places, pretty much everywhere. Spotify, and, Apple, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to you know, come out and ask us some questions. Reach out on Twitter if you want some topic or news uh, or piece of news discussed. And, um, yeah, let's, uh, let's try and get more involved with communicating and um, getting you a part of the show. Yeah, 100%. Send in some questions if you want us to talk about something. If you have a topic you feel that we need to discuss, either send it in to Schubert or myself on Twitter, hschubert14, Berlin the Don, or at Bros You Think on Twitter, or go to www.brosyouthink.com. Scroll all the way down on the homepage. It's not, you don't have to click anywhere else. It's on the homepage. Scroll all the way down. Put your first, last name. You don't have to put a name if you don't want to. You can make up a name in the subject line. Put bros who binge and then ask your question and we will get to it by the next episode. All right. Well, that's going to wrap things up for episode 41. I'm Adam Schubert. He's Lyndon Burton. You have a great weekend and keep binging.